0: We use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first.
1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously.
0: Welcome to the final wrap-up episode of 2020, the most horrific year on record, full of horror movies and fun.
1: Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm not. I wish I could have, like, RSVP'd no thank you to the party that is uh, 2020.
0: But to the movie reviewing. To
1: the movie reviewing, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. For the world, or for the end of the
0: world, or whatever. Whatever we're currently in. Yeah. So despite what you just heard a minute ago, there will be no spoilers during this episode, because we're covering 11 movies And it would be silly for you to have to watch 11 movies before you listen. You watched 11 movies in one day? Well, second announcement. I watched nine movies in one day. The first two movies we talk about were actually on two previous days, one each. Because it's like, we do these recordings in advance, and then Halloween's still not for a while. And I'm like... Where are my movies?
1: I know. We were we recorded the 31st episode, like, a long time ago.
0: Well, yeah, like it a was week ago, probably. A week or
1: more. So, yeah, it feels like we should be watching a movie every day because it's still October.
0: We should always be watching a movie every day. And third announcement, I didn't watch these on Halloween Day. I did watch them all on one day except the two mystery ones, but it wasn't Halloween it was the 28th.
1: We have a very good excuse for that though. Normally, mm-hmm. the marathon is always recorded on Halloween like that is a sacrosanct
0: I know rule. because it's the fun of yes. it's Halloween day and I'm going to spend it watching scary movies. That's a that's a, yes. a holiday.
1: It is. But to this year, because of the dumpster fire that is 2020, Halloween also happens to be one of the days that we are counting mail-in ballots for the county we live in, and we will be doing that Which is all awesome. day.
0: All day. All and day. And many other days also.
1: Yes. So we moved Halloween to October 28th this year. Yeah. So, the first movie that you watched was The Mortuary Collection from 2019. Yes. Why did you choose it, and what did you think of it?
0: I chose it because it's an anthology film.
1: Yes. And that's fun. Was it, though? Because you say that, and then often we're like, (laughs) it wasn't that fun.
0: This was fun. I was very pleasantly surprised that this collection of stories, which this time had a proper number of stories. By my count, there were about, I don't know, we'll say five. It's kind of confusing because there's a lot of wraparound and there's actually kind of two different stories in the wraparound kind of. So good chunk of different little tales. And part of the fun here is actually something that's probably kind of a problem for some people, but I like it. All the stories featured the same actors playing different roles, which that's just fun.
1: It was like... You know, like the American horror, American gothic, American whatever things. It was American. (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't mind that either. I I think it's fun when there's like an ensemble that then plays several stories out. So you mentioned a wraparound. What that's often our complaint about anthologies is that there's not good cohesiveness between the stories. How did you feel about this one?
0: There is no cohesiveness between the stories, so a bunch of random stories. But there's always somebody's telling the stories and in this case it's a job interview and for some reason the guy who runs the mortuary is deciding to tell her these stories of different people who died cuz what better way to get somebody fired up about working in a mortuary. <laughs> so it works out and it's it's fun. All in all, I give this one Three and a half teeth out of five because it's good fun. It's nothing great. Like it's almost a so bad it's good, but it's, kind of good. Like, it's kind of fun. So it's in a weird gray area.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I
0: feel like you paid some attention to this movie. Do you have a thought?
1: Yeah, I watched this one enough to feel like I could rate it. I would give this three teeth out of five. It wasn't great, but for an anthology, it was probably one of the better anthologies we've ever seen. Like, yeah, I I, think so. I felt like there was a a story. It didn't make a lot of sense. I agree with you there, <laughs> but there was a story. And some of the stories within the story were highly entertaining and they had some mm-hmm. interesting twists. The one with the frat guy was awesome. <laughs> like, I... In fact, I'm going to bump my rating up to 3.5 just because of how much I liked that particular story.
0: Yeah, that was probably the best one. But yeah, it was fun. It was like a whole bunch of Twilight Zone episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good deal. So, next... You watched the Cleansing Hour, also from twenty nineteen. What do you have to say about that one?
0: This movie is about a YouTube channel that does exorcisms, which is a weird idea. They're like cool dudes who go out and do an exorcism, and they're like, "Smash that like button, everybody! We just exorcised a demon," which is so weird and dumb. Yeah, but it's you know it's just a goofy kind of movie.
1: They also had the like the ad for their
0: their merch.
1: Yeah, what was it? The, some kind of towel. I don't know, it some, had
0: magic properties. Yeah,
1: some kind of magic towel endorsed by the Vatican and that yeah. was like all over the corner of their thing.
0: Yeah, so it was about an exorcism obviously, because that's what they do and of course this time it's real. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned the exorcisms they did were fake, but sure. they were pretending they were real. This one, of course, is real and they have to deal with demons and whatnot. At one point, I don't feel like this is a spoiler, so I'm going to say it. A demon makes a guy do the hokey pokey. So that might be your reason to watch this movie.
1: Smash that like button. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How would you rate this
0: one? I call this movie really cheesy, but it had a lot of fun ideas. It was some clever, you know, about the modern technology interacting with the old demons, which was interesting. So overall... Two and a half Ethernet cables out of five. Did you pay enough attention to this one that you know what's going on?
1: Ooh, I was in and out of this one. It was not holding my interest very well. Every once in a while, something exciting would happen, and I would look (laughs) up, and I'd be like, ooh, what's going on?
0: I feel like that's Um, a sign.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think that I can rate it. I will say that there were things about this story that were unique and interesting. Yeah. Like, I I did, I thought they were doing something different from other movies that we've seen, which, you know, given that we've watched almost, what did you say, 300 movies?
0: Over 330.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I feel like finding something unique is uh, <laughs> special. Yeah. And so that's good.
0: Oh, it has a good ending, or at least a good setup for a different movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That brings us to House of the Witch from 2017.
0: And it brings us to our actual Halloween day, which began with House of the Witch.
1: This movie was already playing when I woke up.
0: Yeah, I got up bright and early to start the day full of fun.
1: I know, you were so excited. So, what were your thoughts about this one?
0: Well, since it was so early... I was making breakfast during it. German apple pancake, because it's a special occasion.
1: Yeah, it was yum.
0: Which I obviously was very engrossed in, more so than the movie. And the movie itself did not pull me away from my German apple pancake very well. (laughs) This movie was a whole bunch of teens going into a haunted house and getting murdered. Classic. Good fun. However, they were so generic that I literally couldn't tell them apart. There were, I mean, like there was a brunette and a blonde, but I think there were multiple blondes. I'm not even sure. I don't know how many characters there were because they were so similar, but like there'd be a brunette and a blonde. And obviously I can see that they're different, but I didn't know which one was which. And like when something happened to the blonde, then later the brunette's going somewhere and I'm like, did that happen to her? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. it, it It meant nothing definitely so generic and just basic that it was not good and it's one of those movies where the ghost can do anything and just you know puts them through all sorts of tortures and mayhem and there's no story there you can't tell a story in which anything can happen
1: right if you have a completely all-powerful antagonist then you're not going to engage your viewer or your reader because they know they're all-powerful There's no tension there, if you know how it's going to end.
0: And, you know, my view on this might be influenced by the fact that I was paying so little attention. But (laughs) But it it is my view.
1: I do think uh, this movie was less interesting than a pancake is important.
0: (laughs) That is. Maybe that's how I'll rate it. (laughs) On a scale from one to pancake, it was less interesting.
1: So anything else about this one before you rate it?
0: Just one thing that throughout this movie, there's a constant stream of them getting scared by something, running away from it. Makes sense. They're running down the hall and then they see something else interesting and they're like, they just stop being scared entirely. And they're like, oh, what's that? And of course it turns <laughs> out to be something scary, which of they course. then run away from. But of just an endless stream of running away and then being intrigued weird such is life it is so how would you rate it this movie really only warrants one and a half apple pancakes out of five
1: okay i believe this is the first time we've ever done a rating where the scale was something that wasn't actually in the movie (laughs) which i find very interesting That's what
0: i was paying attention to
1: yeah i like it So then we moved on to Unfriended from 2014. And I did watch this one with you.
0: I was going to watch this first, but I stopped because you weren't up. And I said, she's going to need to see this.
1: I, I am glad that you did that.
0: Yes. Big trigger warning for this movie. It is chock full of suicide. It's... Yeah. That's just the whole thing.
1: So what I thought was interesting about this one was... It is very much like host.
0: Very much.
1: In that the whole thing takes place on video conferencing. It's not yeah. Zoom, exactly. It's Skype. It's Skype. And it's not, you know, it's 2020. The whole world has moved on to <laughs> Zoom. It's it's Skype. And teenagers don't go outside and interact face-to-face yeah. anymore. They only interact digitally. Yeah,
0: they always have their little group on Zoom, and they're all just chatting away.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was cool, and I was torn between liking and being very distracted by the fact that they were constantly shuffling between Facebook messaging and Skype and texting with one another, and there was just a lot of technology all being used teenager-style, like just... And All she'd be in
0: the middle of a chat with her friends, video chatting with someone, and she'd put music on. And yes. I'm like, what? You can't do that. That's going to rebound and feedback. Yeah. and Don't do that.
1: So it was less realistic
0: yeah.
1: than host in that sense, I think.
0: Yeah, but like host, it was just one computer screen we were seeing the whole mm-hmm. time. In this case, it was one of the characters' mm-hmm. screens. I like that kind of unique format. There's another one we've seen, which is not a horror movie, stars John Cho. I don't know what it's called, but he's looking for his missing daughter. And the whole movie is his computer screen. Hmm. So it's a fun new idea that I don't want to see all the movies doing it, but it's Mm -hmm. fun to experience. Like found footage, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt like this was very much a story that was written to jump on the bullying is bad bandwagon.
0: Yeah, this is all about cyberbullying. In summary, that's the story is... There's somebody who died by cyberbullying, and now her ghost is harassing these people online, basically.
1: Yeah. Um, how would you rate this one?
0: This is tricky because the movie was sort of annoying because it was a lot of teenagers screaming at each other for the whole movie. Yes, it was. They, they were so mad and just talking over each other and making so much noise. Can
1: you differentiate between rating the movie and rating the experience <laughs> of hanging out with teenagers? Teenagers.
0: <laughs> Can I? <laughs> one of my notes is so much yelling. I give it a bonus for, you know, the unique format and doing something. And this was probably the first of this kind of movie. So it's pretty clever. And that gives it a 3.5 blenders out of five.
1: Okay. I gave Host a five. I am going to give this one a four. Oh. I, I liked the unique storytelling format there was a story there definitely and yeah i don't know that everyone could handle watching it just because it is sort of like being in on a skype call with five or six teenagers
0: <laughs> yeah it's that is an hardcore. overwhelming
1: situation right there but as far as the movie goes i i liked it i'm gonna give it a four
0: there's a lot of reading involved because they're talking yeah. but there's tons of texting and stuff
1: yeah so then we moved on to Scare Campaign from twenty sixteen. Was this one of the Australian movies that we watched?
0: Yes it was. Okay. And it was one of the Australian found footage movies that we watched.
1: They like their found footage the down other there one being down the tunnel, under.
0: Down under. This was a new idea, as far as I can tell. They took the idea of the Scare Tactics TV show, you know, where there somebody like signs up to work a new job, like a temp job. And they pretend that there's ghosts and stuff there and surprise them and, you know, pull out the camera and go, Haha, you're on TV! We just made you poop your pants for no reason! <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible thing to do to somebody, but yeah. it's entertaining. And, obviously, just like The Cleansing Hour, this show that does fake haunty things ends up encountering the real thing of sorts. Oh, I, I said it was found footage earlier. It's not. It's a regular movie, but it's about footage stuff they film things
1: oh right right
0: it does it does show a lot from camera perspective but it's also a regular movie it's a big gore movie there's a lot of gross gore stuff and you know murdering and whatnot and i don't know i have a note here that says layers so I think there were layers. Oh, yes, the plot has multiple layers, which was fun. Like, you think it's going one way, but it's really something else. And that is what I really liked about it.
1: Yeah, I I was half watching this one. And the one thing that I do remember about it is that there were several instances of, oh, which is
0: definitely fun. Yeah, you always want to have that experience.
1: So how would you rate Scare Campaign?
0: I'll give this one four airtight coffins out of five.
1: Okay, sounds good. I'm not going to rate this one. I don't think I gave it enough attention to make that fair.
0: Fair enough.
1: So now we come to The Babysitter from 2017, which I'm just going to put this right out there. Definitely (laughs) one of my favorites of the marathon day, and possibly the whole month.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. I I knew you liked it. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, This is one I've been wanting to see for a long time. Obviously, it was a uh, big movie when it came out. I don't know how it was a big movie. It was a Netflix movie, but I don't know. People talked about it, at Mm -hmm. least in horror. It is a very stylish, goofy movie. It's a comedy. Horror comedy, definitely. Yeah. But it's got, you know, like, words pop up on the screen, like... The kid pulls out a pocket knife, and it's all, pocket knife.
1: I was thinking about that, actually, (laughs) after we watched it, because this is one of those ones that I kept going back and thinking about. Uh It's like, Scott Pilgrim meets Home Alone, sort of.
0: Yeah, there's a real Home Alone vibe.
1: Meets something scary. Like, I I haven't quite decided what the scary element of, because it definitely has the horror in it, but... Oh, strong Scott Pilgrim vibe.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what movie this is similar to, but it's too obscure to count, is Better Watch Out.
1: Yes, it is. That's the scare element of it. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: It's really silly and fun. There is a point where a bullet knocks somebody completely across a room from a, a bullet fired from a normal pistol. Just, yeah. woo, if that was... And said bullet hits her in the chest and doesn't kill her
1: right you have to wonder like what kind of steel plate does she have in her chest <laughs> yeah that transferred the velocity of the bullet into her entire body yeah. in such a way but it didn't like the bullet didn't actually penetrate even through her ribs i, I don't know definitely
0: not she, she was, was fine she was really fine It was pretty weird, actually. Although
1: she was very traumatized (laughs) by the idea that she might lose one of her breasts.
0: Yeah, And that goes into the fact that that there's a lot of gore in this movie, which I think kind of killed the fun of it. Like, it could have been more goofy fun if we weren't also kind of focusing on, wow, look how nasty this is.
1: I don't know. I I think, okay, you're probably right. That being said, and I don't love the gore side of horror movies, I wasn't bothered by it. I was highly entertained by this movie.
0: (laughs) I could tell. So how did you rate this movie?
1: I am gonna give this movie a five. Wow. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it had good horror elements to it. I liked the relationship between the complexity of the relationship between the babysitter and the kid.
0: Yeah. Throughout
1: everything that happened. This movie made me very happy. I am going to give this five fat dragons out of five.
0: All right. You kind of convinced me. I don't think I was going to do that, but I'm also going to give it five fat dragons what? out of five. It was very fun. And, you know, the only problem I had was that it's like a little more gory than it should be. I kind of detracted from the humor and fun, but okay. That's still a five.
1: <laughs> okay. I think our standards have fallen this year. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Well, that's not the only interesting movie we've watched. Because our next movie is Spiral from 2019. You'll notice pretty much all 2010-plus movies here. There's w- going to be one, but it's still post-2000. I, I almost watched The Haunting from 1963, but it would have cost 99, so it missed out.
1: That's so sad. Yeah. Tell us about
0: Spiral. This is a artsy movie that is complicated it's hard to follow because it's like doing some stuff and it goes places and you got to figure it out
1: mm-hmm. not
0: too much but you do actually my note on it towards the end was i was so confused throughout i had so many questions but then at the end they way over explained it so it's like it kind of ruined the fun of having questions. I should say this is a movie looking it up. I thought it was going to be this couple moves to town and, you know, haunted house or whatever. And what was going to be interesting was it's a gay couple and like, you know, cool that it's just normal. Like this is, They happen to be gay. Who cares? We all experience haunted houses every once in a while, right?
1: That's not what this movie ended up being. That
0: is not even close. This movie hinges entirely on the fact that they're gay. And it's really a big deal. And, you know, that's not bad. That's, it's not what I was expecting. But it's kind of disappointing that we can't just have, hey... Gay people are normal too.
1: Gay people exist. <laughs> yeah. What?
0: But still, it did. It had important things to say about the fact that they were gay. Yes. And about other issues.
1: While we were watching, you made the comment that it was like Rear Window.
0: Yeah. That's and it part was of it definitely was.
1: It wasn't entirely, but there was definitely an element of that. And one of the things that kept happening is the main character Malik. Kept standing in windows looking at things. And I'm like, dude, you are terrible at spying on your neighbors. You cannot stand in a window of a fully lit room to spy on your neighbors across the street. You've got to turn the lights out, yeah, man.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> I was so annoyed with him for like all the times he was silhouetted in a window. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, does that does that impact your rating? Is that a problem?
1: No, I don't think so. Oh, this one is a little harder for me to rate. Because there were definitely things I liked about it. There was some uniqueness about it. But it also, I think it failed in certain areas. Like how you said, you know, the ending didn't quite hold together for me.
0: Yeah, it was too heavy-handed just yeah telling you everything
1: yeah and it got a little disjointed and choppy at the end too like and maybe that's why they felt like they had to (laughs) over explain because people were going wait what's happening
0: yeah the studio told them
1: yeah so i would give this one four bloody ceiling stains out of five
0: me too I was thinking about 4.5, but I'm going to also give it four Bloody Ceiling Stains. I think it's uh, it's definitely a good movie and it's interesting, but it's not the greatest. There's some issues.
1: Yeah. So we followed that with Dead Birds from 2004. And I was starting to feel very tired by the end of Spiral. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I fell asleep immediately upon Dead Birds starting and did not wake up until... <laughs> The you turned off the end credits,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I completely missed this one.
0: Were you missing it though? Was I?
1: What would you say about it?
0: A fun piece is that on the shutter description of this, it had that it's a uh, a stellar entry in the not so well known Civil War horror subgenre because that's a thing.
1: I mean, I guess it is because this movie exists. I have never seen another. It's a very small (laughs) subgenre. I've never seen another Civil War (laughs) horror movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't see this one either.
0: That's true.
1: So did it work? Was it interesting?
0: It is about Civil War dudes, Confederate soldiers, Confederate deserters, actually. They Mm. were bank robbers who were formerly in the Confederate Army. And, you know, they steal their stuff from the bank, and they take it to a house to hide out, and the house is haunted. So that's what they got to deal with. The last half hour of this movie is what you'd expect. Running away from ghosts, trying to survive, and, you know, succeeding or not, whatever. Mm -hmm. Up until that point, hour and a half or whatever of movie. I mentioned basically this in House of the Witch, but this is so much worse. This whole movie is them, different members of this group going into a dark room, holding up a lantern, looking around, and then they see something scary. It's a jump scare with violins and noise and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the camera cuts away to some other stuff happening, which inevitably is another person doing the same thing. And you don't know what happened. Like, that's it. Except later it comes back to that character and they're fine. So... It's like, what happened? What, what happened to them? They, they, they acknowledge it happened, but they didn't... Like, what is happening? In other movies, <laughs> people run away scared. In this movie, we don't know what happened, and later that person is fine. Yeah. So it's just like a series of random jump scares for a long time.
1: It sounds like they were more interested in, you know, causing a jump scare in the viewer yes. than actually having any kind of plot.
0: There was no reason for any of that. It wasn't until, like I said, near the last half hour that anything was starting to come together and be explained. And, you know, there were clues and hints of putting things together. So
1: how would you rate it?
0: I would rate it poorly. Mm. I will say I was working on a puzzle while watching this movie and didn't pay a lot of attention. So maybe I was missing the subtleties. Could have impacted my viewing. But... Given that that's what I was doing, my score is two Mute Dolls out of five.
1: All right. Well, I'm not going to score that one because I did not watch any of it. The next movie is Elizabeth Harvest from 2018. And I was watching this one, but it did not keep me engaged enough to really <sighs> care about what was going on Me i watched, neither. <laughs> i watched enough of it to think that it wanted to be the skin i live in
0: yeah there were similarities
1: but sure. was not pulling it off
0: yes this is a movie about a woman who is being kept by a man just like the skin i live in and he's rich and whatever
1: she doesn't realize she's being kept though like she yeah. thinks she's married to him and you know she thinks it's was of her own volition
0: and i can't explain that because i i think it's not a spoiler but i'm not sure so yeah. i'm not gonna look it up and find out so anyway there's stuff going on and she thinks everything's cool and tells she doesn't think that anymore and then there's all kinds of machete stabbing <laughs> so it's like the skin i live in except it only thinks it's smart
1: Exactly. And that movie
0: no. was smart. Yes,
1: that was exactly my thought. Like, all the subtlety and nuance that the skin I live in had was lacking in this movie.
0: Just like that movie, this movie is a total soap opera. There are, like, five people in the movie, but their interactions and their interrelations are so complicated, and they've all done things to each other, and, you know, it's all kinds of history. Right. And has to take you through all that. And then, at the end of the movie, there's minutes on end of voiceover narration. Like, the... Basically, they're telling you the story instead of showing you. They're like, oh, by the way, this is how this all happened. In case you missed it. Just a complete waste. Like, they clearly couldn't figure out how to make this movie. So they're just like, but we've got this story. I don't know. Let's just tell them.
1: Yeah. I was weirded out by the order in which information was being revealed to us in several times. I was like, wait, why is this coming now?
0: Yeah, and that that could be cool, except not when it's pointless and doesn't make sense. So, bad movie.
1: So, how would you rate it then?
0: It's one of those movies that's fancy looking and I feel bad going too low, but I'm going to give it one and a half household incinerators out of five.
1: That's very sad for it. Uh, I am going to not rate this one because I think I did not pay any attention to the beginning or the end. Mm. I was fascinated by the middle, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, But I will say that I was disappointed because the premise of this story was good. Yeah. If someone had said, I want to write, I want to make a movie about this and like given me a synopsis of their plot, I would have been like, yes, please. Yeah, it
0: was pretty original, too. It was like a clever idea that they couldn't figure out how to write.
1: Yeah, it it didn't work. So I, I was disappointed. The next movie we watched was Little Monsters from 2019. This was another horror comedy.
0: Yes, I actually put it in my notes as not even horror. I just said comedy. It's gory comedy, but that's all. There's nothing scary.
1: I mean, yeah. In fact, about a third of the way, maybe even a half the way through the movie, I remember turning to you and saying, is this actually a horror movie? Because <laughs> it was very much coming across as like a sitcom-y rom-com sort of thing. Yeah. Which was fun. I was enjoying it. Like, I wasn't complaining about the movie itself. I was just like, there's not a single horror thing in this. And And then very shortly after that, it became obvious <laughs> that there was an element of... Finger quotes.
0: Horror. Yes. It took a while to get to the the event, which is this is a movie about taking kids on a field trip and zombies overrun the field trip. What's interesting about the movie and that I haven't really seen before is it's the story of a teacher Mm -hmm. having to take care of her kids in a scary situation and how completely dedicated to that she is and how she puts herself on the line without even thinking just to make sure that her kids are safe.
1: Well, and you pointed out while we were watching, too, that it's not just that she's keeping them physically safe from harm. Like, she spends the entire movie doing whatever it takes to make sure that the children in her care who are all about five or six years old are not aware that anything scary is happening. Like she just covers it all up, lies to them, distracts, does whatever necessary so that they're not being emotionally traumatized by what's happening, which was very interesting.
0: Yeah. It's the, like the whole ball of wax that's as, 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 much as you can put into protecting somebody. It's very impressive. And obviously it's fiction, but it's also, you know, that's kind of what teachers do.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm far enough away from having been in the classroom and I was rarely responsible for children that age. I feel like had I been perhaps in the middle of teaching kindergarten right now, I would have been more horrified by the whole thing (laughs) because... Like, any time that I started allowing myself to think about what it would really be like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember just taking fifth graders on a field trip that did not involve anything horrific. Just going on a bus, (laughs) touring a mission, and then going on the bus back. And I would be exhausted and I would have a headache because it was so stressful to be responsible for 30 plus children outside of the confines of school
0: i can't imagine that's horror
1: (laughs) so how would you rate this one though
0: as comedies go it wasn't the best it was just fun it was pretty funny but there's you know much funnier things out there that are really uproariously amusing But it was lots of fun, and I liked the characters, and I had fun with the movie. It was a good time. So I'm giving it... But was it it fun? No, it was also (laughs) fun. In addition to the stuff I said before, there was fun there. Okay. Just to be clear.
1: So what are you giving it?
0: I am giving it four funs out of five.
1: (laughs) Thought you were going to say four funs out of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I really enjoyed this movie. It was very entertaining. It was very mildly horrific. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say that I think this would be a horror movie you could watch with your kids. (laughs) I want to clarify that I'm not talking about your five year olds. Like, this is the kind of horror movie you could watch with your 12 or 13 year old. It's not that scary does use a lot of language so yeah you know make sure you're ready to define some words (laughs) your kid might not know yes but i think they would enjoy it and they might be close enough to having been kindergartners themselves that they could like relate to this movie in a different (laughs) way i don't know that would be interesting so i'm also going to give this four funds out of five fun 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 that brings us to our final movie of, of the, the whole marathon. Year. True. Yikes! Our last movie was Creep 2 from 2017. And when did you review Creep?
0: You know, I've checked all the records and I can't find a review for Creep, so I guess maybe I never reviewed it.
1: Oh, that's so sad. I know you watched it.
0: I did watch it. I think you kind of watched it, right?
1: You must have watched it outside of our October reviewing window. This
0: is the thing I was telling you about. The reason I can never watch a movie <laughs> outside of this. Well, it causes because... Causes problems.
1: I know I remember you watching it, and I remember parts of it, but I don't remember watching the whole thing. Which means either I didn't watch the whole thing, or I did
0: watch the whole thing. One of those two definitely.
1: <laughs> <And> I forgot. <laughs> What did you think of
0: Creep 2? These movies have a very unique, I don't know, style to them. It's uh, it's all about this guy talking to the camera. And he's super, I mean, creepy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not in the way you'd expect. and Not what's conjured to mind when you hear creepy. He's, like, very talkative, very all over the place. He's obviously mentally ill.
1: <laughs> he's that person that you talk to where... You get that, like, tingle in the back of your brain that makes you think, I need to stay aware of what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, he's a little bit messed up. You don't know what's going on.
1: Nothing he does quite crosses the line to make you comfortable in taking a stand that what he's doing is not okay. Which
0: is probably part of it.
1: This is a very familiar area for women to be in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The whole movie is leaving you with that question throughout, like... How far is this going? And, you know, he mm-hmm. he treats everything like it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And he'll come back later and tell you he was totally lying about something. You're like, oh, well, okay, never mind all that. But
1: then other times he'll come back <laughs> and he will point out that he told you what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, it was clear it was supposed to be a joke and, you know.
0: Yeah, there's just a the whole thing where he's off in his own world. He's a weird hippie dude.
1: And he manipulates people's expectations and interpretations of the world, basically. Like, yeah. he's very good at that.
0: And so, both movies are all about that. And they have characters in common. Can't really go deeper than that without spoiling the movies because you got to see them in order. hmm But... It's really fun. Like, there's nothing much that happens in the movie. It's mostly just him spouting off weird stuff, but it's very entertaining the way he does it. In both movies, there's the filmmaker talking to him, and in this one, she's very much a part of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, her own kind of weirdness is a factor, too. Mm -hmm. So it gets, it's very interesting. I don't know.
1: I really enjoyed this one, and it makes me wonder if I wouldn't have enjoyed the other one more had I given it a chance. Like, I think you should. The fact that I don't remember anything about it makes me think that perhaps I stopped watching it thinking it was going to be something I didn't like, and then I lost out. But I really, really liked how this second one had me sitting on like an emotional fence. Yes. The entire that's the movie. Deal. I never knew quite what was coming until the very end. And I, I enjoyed that a lot. I like that kind of wordplay. You know, he's a smart person. I yeah. like interacting with smart people. So it was fun to watch him being smart and interacting with someone else who was also smart and he wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Yes. I would rate this movie quite highly. I'm going to give it a five. Five hot tubs out of five. Uh It is not the best movie in the whole entire world, but it was definitely, it has all the things that I like. Um, It was very entertaining, and I really like the uniqueness of the story. So I think people should watch this movie. I definitely would say people should watch Creep first.
0: Definitely.
1: I think the enjoyment of Creep 2 is predicated on having seen this st- knowing the story of creep
0: yeah there's definitely references to it mm-hmm. and also it's worth pointing out that the first minute of this movie spoils creep one so yeah just be aware yeah. of that
1: how would you rate this
0: the thing that i didn't like about this movie was that it felt to me like it was like 45 minutes long because it just i guess it was moving really fast because it wrapped up and i was like that's it what we're done. And it does feel kind of like that. Like it doesn't really build the first movie builds much more to Mm. me at least. Mm -hmm. And this kind of didn't go that far. It just kind of went, okay, now it's now we're going into the final situation and it's happening. And it seemed too soon to me. Like, I'm like, wait, let's move forward, which is probably more of a compliment than a complaint.
1: Yeah, I would say that, but there is also an issue if it left you not feeling like you had had enough you know it's like going to a meal and not feeling full at the end right
0: so of course the snacks i did eat were delicious and i will give it four and a half hot tubs out of five
1: all right that's the end of the marathon and the end of our month which Mm. means we should do a little bit of a wrap-up
0: yeah we've been talking for a while so we'll be quick but i don't know the takeaway for me from this month of movies is that Adam Green kind of sucks? <laughs> oh, we, we, sorry, we, did, Adam. we did a deep dive on him. <laughs> we learned so much about him. We really did try. It's nothing that I needed to know.
1: Yeah, I think my takeaway for this month is that I think the year and and the toll that the year has taken on us emotionally. Um, had, I think it, it disrupted, I don't know about yours, but it definitely disrupted my ability to put a lot of effort into picking these movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, you made me pick all of them.
1: I did. I just, very early on, I was, I started by saying things like, oh, you know, I want a zombie movie. I want a creepy mm-hmm. kids movie. And then I was just like, I don't care. Whatever we're watching, yeah. I'll watch anything. I will watch literally anything that is not the real world, which... I feel like we had a much lower scoring month this year than we've had in the past. And and I'm not sure if that's because of the movies that we were choosing or if that's because we were rating things lower than we normally do. Like, I don't know, but yeah. I definitely am going to blame it on 2020.
0: Yeah, I think you can safely blame Whatever you want on 2020.
1: Did you have a Mm -hmm. favorite movie this month? Not necessarily the highest rating one, but the one that you like most enjoyed watching?
0: The big winners of the month for me were Sinister, very creepy and effective. The only movie to scare me this month.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Host, just a roller coaster of joy. Mm -hmm. Candyman, which I was completely surprised at how solid and interesting of a movie it was i was expecting a dumb slasher Uh and then today i really liked little monsters creep 2 scare campaign the babysitter those are all of interest to me usually
1: your marathon day is a day of movies i'm really really glad you didn't make me watch
0: yeah like unfriended also was fun
1: but this month yeah your marathon day had some really good movies honestly i think it was better than most (laughs) of the rest of the month (laughs) yeah I agree with you on all of those. Those were all good ones. They were fun to watch. Not necessarily good, good, but like good fun. I felt like perfection. Oh, yeah. And the skin I live in were both ones that there was a lot of unexpectedness in them. And there was a lot of, you know, think about things in a different way. Or, you know, they were thought-provoking ones that, like, I still kind of go back and like, ooh, that was... There was a lot going on there.
0: Yeah. The Perfection was really good. And can you believe it was a Netflix original?
1: I cannot. That was that was the stunningest part of the whole thing. I also, well, you already mentioned it, but I really, really liked The Babysitter. Yeah. I am surprised it took us this long to watch it. I think it was one of those ones that Netflix pushed on us, like... They advertised it so hard on the Netflix channel that I was like, you can't make me watch this. (laughs) You know, I I get into this rebellion mode when something's pushed at me too hard. And I was like, no, I refuse to succumb to your advertising wiles, which is unfortunate because it was really funny. And I am very much looking forward to Babysitter 2.
0: I know, you're trying to get us to watch it before the the marathon.
1: Also, I was very entertained by The Bad Seed, being such an old movie, and I I honestly felt it held up a lot better than some of the more recent
0: movies. It it did, yeah. There's an honorable mention to American Poltergeist. That was the right kind of terrible, awful movie Mm. for the month. That was our Anna, our Mm. Bad Ben for the month. Yep. I just love really terrible movies. Like, Anaconda is a bad movie, but it's the low-rent bad.
1: It's hard when it's a bad movie that you know had a decent budget because it's right. star-studded. Yeah. Like, when it's a bad movie because it was made by, you know, film school students, <laughs> you can enjoy it because, I don't know, there's a leeway there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it, it feels... was made by film school it, students, but, it you like know. it.
0: It's actually, I suppose it makes it worse because then you're just attacking poor people who are trying to learn as opposed to professionals who should know better. But
1: no, but what I'm saying is it's the opposite when it's professionals who should know better. I'm like, this might be entertainingly bad, except you should know better. So, yeah, you know, it's just plain incompetence on your part. You just wasted a bunch of money and time. Whereas if it's somebody who's at the beginning of their career or has yet to really master the craft and they're doing the best that they can, you know, I give props to that. It might, it still might be a terrible movie, but at least you know somebody put a lot of time and effort into it. And I appreciate that. I'm not going to give it a good score, but no. I can still appreciate it.
0: No, but it was fun.
1: So I was surprised at how many times burn scars came up this month. <laughs> right. Yeah. How many times technology was involved.
0: Yeah, but I think that probably happens a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just, it seemed like it was not just part of the story, but like the entire story. Like when the making of the movie itself is yeah. is around technology and that would be Host and Unfriended and Scare Campaign all seem to be very much built on the idea of new technology. And those were yeah. interesting themes. Well,
0: also the Cleansing Hour was too.
1: Yeah. Were there any themes that stuck out to you? Anything that you noticed came up a lot?
0: Not really. It feels like we really struck a wide Mm -hmm. range on this one. We've done so many different things. I felt like a bunch of funky concept movies, though, because Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, Unfriended and Host. There's also Witch Hunt, which is another of my favorites of Mm -hmm. the month that I forgot about. It's a ridiculous, weird movie that's kind of a YouTube tutorial. (laughs) Yes. It's just some weird concept movies were done this month.
1: I liked it. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. Correct. 2020.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: And uh, we will come back next year for more of these. Hopefully, the real world will be a little less horrific and we can really enjoy horror again.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I'm really sad to see this go, but... On to bigger and better things. Happy 2020!
1: My indoor voice is an outdoor voice.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, I live with looks it. fine now. <laughs> okay, indoor voice.